Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, thank you so much for custom designing this service for someone who almost gave up. Thank you for custom designing this service for someone who quit and didn't know God that while he or she was sitting on the sidelines, you gave us a boost and you made us get back up because you made us to finish. We tried to store it up, but now it's empty. Now we're available to you again. Use us, God. Use this word. Any part of me, Lord, please feel free right now. I'm not worried about time now, God. You gave us more of it. And we just want to sow another seed this morning to live a fulfilled long in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes in this life, we hear of adults when we were children and talk about if the Lord never does another thing for me. He's already done enough. When I look at you, I think about what God has promised. Now, we have service at 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and our church has basically been virtual. And it still is. It still is. We're still virtual or online, Facebook, YouTube, and all that. We had some tef- technical difficulties this morning with our announcements, and thank you for being a ram in the bush this morning, Sister Constance. Uh, I owe you a chopped beef sandwich for that. I don't even know if you eat chopped beef, but that's all I got. I want to thank and meet in person Sometimes online members will during spring break or things like this say, I just want to see the church I belong to. So uh, Sister Debbie Given from Kansas City, Missouri, I believe it's in the house. Where are you, Debbie? Stand up for me. Ah, oh, there you go. Thank you, for, thank you for coming to your church this morning. Amen. Now I just, I, I just want to, I'm going to put some gloves on you because I want to touch you. Amen. I don't know if I'll see you after church and all that, but I want to just put some, come here, come here. That's just what we do here. 
Amen. Everybody else put some gloves on in case y'all want to touch it too. Amen. We seem to be infected by each other, but we ain't infected by gloves. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to do what I need to do. Hey, you from Kansas City. Got the Kansas City shoes, shirt on. Hey, got your love, my church on. Hi. Hey, have you, have you ever been to the deep before? The deep, that's our church store right outside of church today. You can go and get you some stuff um, from the deep, okay? Just buy you some. Oh, we'll give you something, amen. <laughs> Somebody else had, just got out of the hospital, and her nurses were so good and said they wanted to. Was that you, Renee? So right after service today, Sister Renee, I want uh, Sister Smallwood or some of you that are helping with the deep. I don't see Sister Van. I know Sister Brooks is out of town. So can y'all take them by there and just deacons, y'all let them. Sister Renee wants to give her nurses some um, shirts just for being nice to her. Ain't that nice? And so we want to make sure we do that. All right, I just wanted, I don't, I just wanted to hold your hand and anoint you and thank God for you, amen. Ain't nothing weird about this. It's just what we do here, amen. If, 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 amen, I appreciate you. Now, you don't see there's a man right here that can't see you. That's Brother Thompson right there, amen. Look at him, I'm going to pat, hey, man. That's Brother Thompson right there, boy. I tell you, some, some good folk in this church. So that's your kinfolk. Because she looked just like you. I thought I was looking at you again. Thank you all so much for being in church today. All right. Oh, man. Oh, okay. I forgot my mask. Amen. So is it legal to talk like this? Mm-hmm. Hey, man. My boy, good to see you this morning. Oops. All right, let's go to the sermon. Hey, y'all. Oh, I'm full. Hey, man. I'm full. Now, y'all may be sleepy because y'all know I'm asleep at this time in church, right? This is that time when you're like, okay, pastor, right about now, we out of church. At least, you know, I've given my offering on Givelify, and I've kind of rolled over, and I'm going back to bed. But, but you're in church this morning. I want you to practice. Let's get in practice of saying, God, you know, there's a vaccine available because we prayed for it. Don't put yourself at the bottom of that thing. You better put yourself up there where it is. Some of you came in today and you thought, well, we're down to this. We got trees growing up in this place now. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get started here. You don't know, I was working on a message and I was talking about how we got to go ahead and forget things of the past and move forward in God and God just in the midst of that said, no, I want you to go right here and I want you to teach this word. And I'm like, God, I haven't studied this word all day and, and all week. And he said, well, that's why I need you to listen to me. Because sometimes, you know, you have your thing that you want to teach, but that's why you have to stay open to God. And so about two or three or four o'clock this morning, I called and had my team to bring me a tree in here. Amen. That's why sometimes people want to be on the team and sometimes they don't because you get that call and you got to find a tree. I don't know where they got that tree. I, amen. So I can climb that tree tomorrow, Monday school. Come back tomorrow and see how we climb that tree. Amen. Is that you, Megan, right there? Hey, is that Megan? Good job. Good. Okay. I want to make sure that everybody understands. I can't see everybody. And if I don't call your name, talk to yourself. 
And that'll just be us getting here. Okay, let's, let's go to the Word and uh, let's see if we can just get some clarity so that people will understand why you're here. Do you know there are people that think you're in church because you're brainwashed or you're crazy or you don't know what you're doing? And, and yet people will go and have invitations to go to other places and will receive them openly. Brother Carlos told us people are everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I was driving the other day and I thought, this is traffic. And, you know, and I was just one of those people who had none of my business. But I'm like, where are they going? So I just got in line. Just, I'm just going to see where we're going. I'm just driving. But please let God's house get back on your return to visit list. To those of you that are listening right now, we have said a couple of times, and we'll say right now, and I'm going to go ahead and make a Facebook announcement probably tomorrow, Wednesday, a few other times. And I want you to do so also and invite people to go on uh, 31996, text to 31996, and place in the message part, IBOC space dash, space dash. He did such a wonderful job of it. I don't know. IBOC space 8 a.m., IBOC space 10 a.m. Um, we had a very unique announcement from the WWF, which is a Wednesday Women's Fellowship that was created. The Sunday, the Wednesday after Easter. Easter is on, but, but, but Wednesday gets turned up. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right? It gets turned up to a whole different volume. Pray for me. I um, want to say on behalf of Sister Rush, she's received her second vaccination now. And just like a lot of you that have received her second vaccination, she's ready to come back to service. And we want to make sure that all of you understand that we're trying to respect all kinds of protocol. So no one's not in church. None of you that are listening. We don't think anything less of your faith and all of that. Okay, but some of you choir members. Uh... No. So, so I just want to make sure that I, I sent her. I gave that greetings from her to you saying, man, we're looking forward to everybody being here. Uh, so Easter Sunday is everybody's deadline for vaccinations. <laughs> We're trying to get the vaccination here as soon as possible. And I just said that um, with uh, Sister Latasha sitting right in the presence of the building right there. So I'm going to say that with a backup. Let's turn to the Bible because somebody right now, and I didn't know this, and thank you, choir, for singing today. That took a lot of courage. Now, I, I, I think this is Sister Raquel. Is that you? Hey, it's been a year since I had somebody translate in Spanish. You've been practicing at home? It's so good to see you. You look so healthy. so great. Your shoulders and everything back right now. You had that surgery last time I saw you. Man, you're looking great. Can you stand up for just a second, Sister, Sister Rock here? That's one of our Spanish translators on our Spanish team. Oh, welcome back to the house. Some of you, it's time for you to be inducted into the Senior Citizen Hall of Fame of IBOC. Uh, Sister Linda Sorrells is wanting to sign up. And so all y'all have to do is call the church this week. At 972-572-IBOC, 972-572-4262, and say that you are proud that you made 60 years old. And we need to, we need to honor you. That's as simple as that. And so we're going to honor you on Easter Sunday morning, okay? We're going to honor you at 8 a.m. And you need to be proud of being 60 and stop being scared. 
See, some of y'all don't. Thank you, Sister Raquel. Some of y'all think people don't know you're 60. You walk like 60. Yeah, you do. When you're 60, you make noise when you do stuff. Uh, uh. See, you think people don't hear that. We, we hear it. Yeah, you do. When you're 60, you always check it to see if you have hair. You know, like, you do a lot of little 60 things, and y'all trying to make folk think because you're wearing skinny jeans and stuff that you're not 60. That's why your blood pressure high. The jeans too tight. You need to go back to them huffies. We are 60. Yes, we are. We are 60 by far. Get in the 60 club. Okay. Some of y'all look like, yeah, when you're 60, you don't even wear your mask right. It's tight. So we do 60 things because we can. When you're 60, you, you, you stop at a yellow light. You don't have to go through it. When you're 60, you don't even fuss about being in line because you're just glad to have time. So you do a lot of 60 things. <laughs> a lot of 60 things you don't know about. When you're 60, you do things like this after you eat. Because you got the space to do that now. Amen. When you're 60, you keep all your appointments when you're 60. Don't, don't reschedule me. I'm going to get here early and fill things out. I want to do my wellness check. That's what you do when you're 60. So thank God. If you're at that point and we've not celebrated you yet, I'm asking you as a pastor, let us do it. I think I'm back in, in preaching mode now. I was in praise and shout mode a minute ago. Y'all weren't going to get nothing out of me. <laughs> Amen. You're going to hit me with addicted to you and I'm available to you and blessed be to me. All at the same time. That's not fair. See, I'm used to being in a building by myself on Sunday morning, just like you by yourself wherever you are. I'm used to being by myself too. How about that? You've been by yourself, and I've been by myself. Now all of us together and ourselves, we're in different places. I don't get to see people in the building. So I told you last week, y'all going to be here all day. No, not really. We got to come back at 6 o'clock because we have this awesome group of young people who are going to take this subject today and going to break it down. Please, Nick Jr., if you're still listening, tell some of your buddies, man, listen at 6 p.m. because there's a young adult approach to this thing that we teach here. We teach with our young people and then our young adults and then our, our whole entire congregation. So at 6 p.m., there's a group called the Dream Church. And if some of y'all are prejudiced about stuff like that, change your mind. You know, just, just give it a shot. Give it a chance. And you'll hear how these various subjects that we teach on uh, can help affect the next generation of leaders. If we don't teach them how to treat us. All right. The Bible says in the Psalms something very unique. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed be the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's what this verse is about right here. Okay. It's saying you're going to be blessed. If you can resist these things, blessed be the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. If you've never been in this ministry before, this is basically a teaching ministry. We teach the word of God. We don't debate. We don't fuss. Uh, we don't fight back. We stand up. People say all kinds of things that they want to say. And then who is that? Say your name. Hey, like Taurus? You used to be here a long time ago, Taurus. How you doing, man? You back in church. And on the front row. Something wrong? <laughs> 
front row used to be where you go when you got in trouble. Now you go, Lord, I need to get back out of trouble. Thank you, Taurus, for coming in church. Good to see you, man. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't apologize, but that's, that's who we are. That's IBOC. Blessed be the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We are a teaching ministry, and God allows us to teach the word of God so you can effectively use it. Sometimes people say, why don't you do this, and why don't you do that? It depends on where that counsel comes from. It depends on who's talking to you, and it depends on who Satan is using to get you to go out there and get yourself killed. Sometimes God says, stand still, and I'll let your enemies become your footstool. But you're wondering why you don't know who hates you. It's because you're trying to find out for yourself. Sometimes I will reveal your enemies to you because I'm testing your forgiveness. Because everything I'm about to bless you with is going to come based on how you forgive. And if you don't know who to hate, you don't know who to forgive. So sometimes I will reveal to you your enemies are folk that have plotted your destruction so I can test your level of forgiveness. That's too heavy for me. I've got to have something inside of me. Can I get a little bit more volume? I felt like that was a, yeah. I've got to have something inside of me to help me orchestrate. Can y'all hear me clearly? Something's got to be inside of me to help me do what God told me to do. The problem we have with Christianity is God is telling us to do all this stuff that we can't do. We can't do it. We can't resist temptation. We can't be free and not sin. We cannot walk right. But he's telling us to do this and that's so unfair. The problem is he didn't tell us to do it. He gave us the power to do it. God knows we're going to mess stuff up. But if we're not taught what we have, we can't use what we need. And church could be over right there. We don't just praise and raise our hands because the sermon is good. We don't just weep and walk around because the preacher is good. We do that because we've been taught that we can. We do that because we've been taught that once we do, the enemy that was about to hurt you has to back up and wait. He's waiting on you to do what? He's waiting on you to stop praising. He's waiting on you to stop giving God glory. He's waiting on you to back down so he can get you. And the reason he hasn't taken you out is because you refuse to stop honoring God. Oh, you've been here before. You've been here before. You know what happens when you back down and try to get cute. You've been cute before. And cute almost got you killed. So you said, Lord, look, the next time I get a chance, I'm going to lift my hand. I'm going to shake somebody's hair. It don't have to be yours, but shake your head. Let me finish the scripture like the regular preacher is supposed to do. Blessed be the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. I'm talking about the man who honors God. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he doeth shall prosper. The subject this morning, for those of you that are with us at 10 a.m. service and those that viewed a little at 8 a.m., the subject this morning is a question. How are you still standing? How are you still standing? Twelve months ago, is it today or was it last week? We had our last service in the building. All of a sudden, we were coming back the next day and the next day never happened. And some of you are back. 
Hey, what is that? You, some of you are back a year, whole year later. Now, you've tuned in online and you got comfortable. But God says, I'm about to do something new. And, and you, because you've been a part of what God has done before, there's something about rebirth that you like. There's something about reset that you like. Everybody has a favorite song. And when it comes on, it's so good. You do what? You want to reset. You want to play it again. Because you want to relive that moment of that song. You want to feel the energy of that song. You want to get your dance on according to that song. You want to praise God based on that song. So it's okay to reset it. So this morning, we're going to be talking for a little bit about how are you still standing. Somebody might ask you, haven't you heard people put you down? Do you know what people are saying about you? You can say two things. One, I don't pay attention to it. Yes, it does hurt. Or I don't fly that low. I don't, I don't catch pigeon poop because I don't fly with pigeons. I'm an eagle, so I'm really above it. And, and so God has given me the ability to take my wings now because if, I, if, I, if everything I heard dropped on me, I'd be infected like people dropping it. In, in our lives now, we've got to make a decision. Since we know we can't avoid mess, we've got to decide where we're going to put mess. You got to decide where you're going to put trash in your life, trash that people dump on you. You've got to decide. And it's not very um, decent. I'm going to use the word decent, Mama, this morning. It's not very decent to talk about this, but I want somebody to get it in your heart so that we can go ahead and teach the message. Because the message will be really fast once I under we understand where we're going. But if you're just here because you want to say you came, you can dismiss now. You because it's not going to work. But, but we got to decide where we're going to put the stuff that the enemy dumps on us. Most of us a few weeks ago were very, very happy. I say most of us. A lot of people were very happy to have a bathtub. But we heard about the freeze coming. And we were given advice to put as much water as we could in the bathtub. And most people wanted water in the bathtub. Can anybody? Just, I do have people in the building this morning. Those of you on the Internet, I know. You know, we're not all here, but some of us are. But, but, but I won't get a little feedback if I can. D does anybody remember why you put water in the bathtub? To do what? Some, somebody say to flush the commode. Okay, forget bath. Bath has never come up one time when I asked that question. You used to fill up the commode. <laughs> See, that's when you're over 60, you know the answer to that. But you used to fill it up, take a bath. Now people are filling up their commodes, to those of you that weren't hit by this plague. Because we realize at some point in our lives, during that few days, we may have to eliminate waste. And we don't want the junk that was foul in us to just sit around and remind us of how foul it was. Am I, am I saying the right words? So what we wanted to do was as soon as it came to do what? Flush it. And where is it going? Somebody said, I don't care. But I don't have to see it. So in our lives as believers, we've got to decide that either we're going to be toilet type Christians or porta potty Christians. Now I'm going to talk to that, that, new that new baby don't know what the porta potty is. See, a porta potty has waste also, but it just doesn't go anywhere. It's just sitting there. It's convenient, but it's sitting there. And nobody wants to constantly be reminded 
of the mess in your life. And God says, I have provided a system called the Holy Spirit so that what goes out goes away. We got to keep learning how to flush. Otherwise, you're going to be mad at God for mama dying, baby dying, cousin dying, uh, being divorced, got fired, uh, racial discrimination, abuse, neglect, hatred, all of that stuff that has happened within the last year, you're going to be backed up. And the question this morning becomes, why are you still standing? Why are you here? This Bible scripture that we read, blessed be the man, it's a marvelous it's a marvelous study in what we call godliness. And that's why we're still here, everybody, because we have a sense and a form of godliness. We want to, as much as we can, be like God. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sequence here. When we look at the scripture, we're talking about three different things kind of going on here. He said, you're blessed if you don't walk and uh, uh, if you don't take advice from the wrong people. Then you're going to be blessed. Let me just break it way down. The wrong people can have you buying a new car when all you needed was a windshield wiper. And that just sounded like totally, totally crazy, didn't it? But if you, if you get the wrong advice, you, you're going to start wondering, where is God? Does God love me? Am I a real Christian? You'll even doubt yourself. But, but here it talks about some things that we got to be careful of. Okay, you're blessed if you don't walk in it, if you don't stand in it. And if you don't get so comfortable, you just start sitting in it. <laughs> Temptation is rough, isn't it? Every day we have to walk by it. Some days we get tired of walking by it, we just kind of stand in it. And the Bible is saying you're going to be blessed if you don't get so comfortable that you just start sitting in it. Because all of a sudden now it doesn't look like sin. And now we're afraid to talk about sin because it sounds like we're judgmental and you're condemning people. Okay, just like we have to talk about waste. Nobody wants to ever talk about waste until you now have to decide what am I going to do with this. Got to flush it. The Lord knew and he knows now that you are not strong enough in your own life to do this. You're not. Okay, but the word of God is saying, and we, we just sang it this morning, and of course I had no idea when God was leading us there. It's not like I sit up and thought of a song. That was great, though. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, I'm not saying Facebook evidence. I'm not saying Instagram. I'm not saying uh, YouTube and all that stuff is always a counsel of the ungodly. But it's become very, 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 very evident that now, a lot of our children, a lot of our younger people are getting counsel from people who don't even know God. And it's become easier and easier and easier and easier to figure out a way to kill yourself. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? It's becoming easier and easier and easier to feel like I can do something else to make myself feel better. And then what I can do ultimately is blame God. For how bad I am when he says, wait a minute, I've already, I've already given some instructions for that. You're going to be blessed if you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. First of all, <clears throat> stop walking by it. Stop standing in it. And don't get comfortable enough to where you can start sitting in it. And you don't realize it's bad counsel. 
girl, you need another job. Who told you that? That's bad counsel. You've got three children, a car note, a house payment, and Givelify. <laughs> and somebody's going to tell you to walk off your job just because the people upstairs don't like black people. I'm sorry. You got the wrong dude. But sometimes we can get so involved in the hype. Am I talking to the right people or the wrong people? I, 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 see, the person next to you is probably wondering, why are you still here? Renee, come on, you're just on surgery. That's dumb. But somebody recognizes how I got through surgery. See, see, somebody's looking at where you are, but they don't understand how you, am I talking too loud? I'm, I'm used to being by myself. They see where you are, but they don't know how you got here. And they're not interested in how you got here because when you get a chance to talk, you talk about everything else except how he provided you to go through it. Somebody needs to know six months ago you threw in the towel and God threw it back. <laughs> somebody needs to know that the first time you braided somebody's hair, you got cursed out. No, they need to know what happened during that journey. That you didn't just break out and everything you did was a success. So if you don't mind, I just want to talk about how we got there. Because he's saying that we're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. And so now the psalmist, when he says all these things, you'll be blessed if you do this. Then he throws this butt in here right here. And see, that's what turns the sermon right there. He said, the man is blessed <clears throat> if you don't walk in this, stand in this, or sit in this. That man's blessed. But his delight, what he gets a kick out of, is in the law of the Lord. See, that's the word of God. This is what turns him on. This is what fires him up when he wants to fight somebody. This is what makes us say, I won't. When somebody else said you ought to. This is what makes him say I'm going when somebody else says you need to stand back. Marilyn Lewis was in a car accident the other week. Truck accident. That's an 18-wheeler. Amen. She was in an 18-wheeler accident. 18-wheeler hit her. You know that kind of stuff that the hammer shows up for. That wasn't nice to say in church, was it? That was, I shouldn't have said that. I, did, I shouldn't have said that. And, and you know what she said? They, 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 and, and this is no disrespect because this is just what happened. And, and you know, and with YouTube, now folks just film everything. And they, they, they had to cut her out of, all of that car, cut her out of all of her gum. And they took off everything, but they didn't take off her bracelet that said, I love my church. And it was so odd that she was partially paralyzed, but she was able to raise her hand up and up and say, don't touch that one. See, there's something about what God does in his word when you can't do for yourself, they say, hold up, this is the only identification I have that you're fooling with God's child. Now, you got to handle me a little different. I'm in trouble. I could be paralyzed. I could be dead. But if I don't hold on to what got me through this, you may be wondering, how am I still standing? It's because I understood what I was going through before I got here. So let's talk about that. 
The Bible says it's fruit shall, he shall bring forth fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatever he do, it shall prosper. We can say this with our eyes closed. What are we talking about? The question, how are you still standing? So he makes this turn, and he says, if you want to avoid all this other stuff, you got to understand who you are. You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And so the Bible now starts to talk about a godly man in the scriptures is like a tree. And when I think of a tree, I think of different things. So this morning, real quick now, see now with, well, I don't have my watch on. Oh, yeah, I do. I didn't feel it. I had it off the first service and I put one on. So I'm going to try to get us out of here in the next two days. So when I think of a tree, look, y'all been gone for 12 months. We need to take a break, get something to eat, get some hens and chicken, give it hens and chicken to Sister Renee, and come on back in here. No, but when I think of a tree, I think of a lot of different things. When I think of a tree, I think of something that's rock solid. I think of something that's been there for a long time. When I think of a tree, I think about people that are like IBOC. When I think of a tree, I think about the marks of godliness. I think about how God planted a tree. A tree just didn't jump into being where it was, and all of a sudden, it just was. God planted it there. Trees are kind of different, strange. Let me talk to you about this for a minute. Trees don't, 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 all trees are not near water. You can see a tree walking in the forest. You've been walking in, in the forest for like miles and miles, and these trees are strong, and they're big, and they're green. But there's no one there to water them. However, God has built inside of that tree <laughs> the necessary uh, roots that can go from where that tree is to way down there where the water is. So it's going to be like the tree planted by rivers of water, but you never see rivers of waters. Why don't you see the rivers of waters? Because they're nowhere in sight. So then how does that tree get watered? The roots grow toward it. And they realize that if we don't make our way to the water, we're going to die. Kind of sounds like <laughs> church. So somebody's trying to figure out, are you crazy? No, I'm just trying to find my way back. To what got me strong enough? That's I can be in with the sermon. Something got me strong enough to be here. Can y'all hear me back there? Something got me strong enough. And the first chance I get, I gotta get back to my source. I thank God for virtual church. You know why? Somebody in Kansas City couldn't make it to church six months ago, but we're able to still get some of this water. <laughs> Somebody waiting on their vaccination. Somebody waiting on God to do something different has still been able to make it to get this water. So when I think about a tree, I think about a whole lot of stuff. But let me tell you what I think about a tree. A tree, when we talk about this, how a tree is, and I'm going to go through four steps, five steps, and we'll be out of here. A tree is, first of all, uh, is fruitful in season. A tree is going to bear fruit. And it's going to bear fruit when it's time. Now, every time I think of a tree, or say tree, 
I want you to say me. Tree. 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 A tree is fruitful in season. Now, I know it was proper to say I am, but I want you to think tree me. Okay? The, the problem that some people may have with you is that by now, you ought to be pretty broken down. And you could say, okay, if you want to be honest about it, I am. But I've been here before. <laughs> I've been here before. It hurt then, it hurts now. But what I learned the last time, I'm not cutting this joker down. No, I'm going to wait this one out because. Even as, 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 as there are. Four seasons. I want to talk to uh, the men and women of God now. Because if you're listening now, you, you, you're, you're considered to me as a man and woman of God. And so the men and women of God, we go through these seasons. And, and, and even though there are four seasons in the nature, you know, um, that we go through, you know, spiritually, uh, we go through those same things. There's a springtime, there's a summertime, there's a harvest time, and there's a winter time. You know, that's natural. And in our lives, we go through those same things. And not all of life is characterized by the abundance and joy of harvest. Most people don't think they're living unless they're celebrating a new check, getting a new thing, getting a brand new this. And so we don't realize that those times in between lead to those minutes that we're going to celebrate later. So we all look for the harvest. We all are looking. That's why we're going to give offering today. That's why we're just, we, we celebrate. That's why we're binding and loosing. And that's why we're focused on the word of God. We understand what a harvest is. But there are also dry seasons. There are also cold seasons. There are also damp seasons. Let me remind you that you are not the only one that's experiencing this. But the godly man of God, you know, blessed be the man that walketh not in. Okay, blessed the, the godly man of God. Uh, is progressively going through the seasons of his life. And here's the difference. He has a consistent history of fruitfulness at the right time. I, I need you to say with me. I haven't had somebody say this in a long time. I haven't had anybody say anything with me in a long time. Say, I, I, I'm growing again. And you'll see it later. See, see. <laughs> What I'm growing through right now is not your business. Because if I allowed you to see it too early, you're going to pick it before it's ripe. And that's where ungodly counsel comes from. I'm telling you about my business, but I can't tell you what it is yet because you might be working for the thief. You see a tree and there's nothing on it, you don't know what it is. Some people meet you and there's nothing to you and they don't know who you are. Stop getting mad because they don't know how to treat you. <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't know who you are. Sure, you're an apple tree, but right now you look like sticks. Because all of us go through seasons when we don't look like what God made us to be. I'm done. I'm done. Somebody sitting here right now, somebody else will look at you and say, I can't believe you saved. I can't believe you anointed. That's because it's not showing right now. What's showing is I'm not dead. 
See, what you don't see is that because I'm still standing, it means my season is coming back around. And you'll know when it's your season. You'll know when it's your season. You'll know when it's your season. Folks start throwing stuff at you because your fruit's showing now. And what have we learned? Sticks and stones are only thrown at fruit-bearing trees. If you are showing no fruit, nobody's going to chunk anything at you. Why? You don't exist. They don't know who you are. My life has always been marketed. God has produced in me the ability to work with people and to love children and to help develop leaders. And that's the area that I've always been attacked in. Hello? No, no, let me let, me, let, me let, you, let you hear from me for a minute. And that's the area that I've been challenged the most in to quit. Because when it's time to produce more little Joshua's out of maniacs like Fletcher's. No, y'all don't get this. When, when, when it's time to produce teachers, lawyers, doctors out of them bad little jokers. This fruit season, God said, now I want to plant something else so that I will get glory. That's the area. Some of you have given up because you thought the fruit belonged to you. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. No, but the tree, the fruit don't belong to the tree. The tree's just holding it. What God, oh, come on, you ain't been clapping in 12 months. Let's listen for a minute. No, go ahead and praise if you No, see, the, the fruit that God's blessing you with belongs to somebody else. You just holding on to it. My mistake was I thought because I produced it, it was mine. Nobody's ever belonged to me. And so after a while, when the enemy started plucking people away, I thought I had lost my anointing. God said, no, you were claiming something that wasn't yours. That's the tree. <laughs> Kansas City, come here for a minute. Come here for a minute. Y'all, yeah, yeah. I just got to get this out so we can see. Otherwise, you're not going to want to come back to church anymore because you won't see it. Okay, right there. See anything you want? Thanks, I'm stone crazy. You call me way down here in front of these people. And I got these high heel shoes on. And stay right there. She was not interested in me at all. I'm same tree. See something you want? What you gonna do? Look at now she's approaching me. 
pop, pop. She, ah, it hurts. What drew her? The fruit. Folk aren't interested in you. They're attacking what God's doing through you. Now, you don't worry about that because you're still connected to the source. All she got was the fruit. You still have the whole. And that's why my question this morning is, why are you still standing? Because I'm a tree. <laughs> Not because I'm a Pisces. Not because I'm a Sagittarius. Not because I'm a housewife. Not because I'm a technician. Not because I'm a school teacher. Not because I'm a great lawyer. I'm here because I am a tree. And he says I'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So a tree is what? Fruitful in season. Can y'all handle one more? Okay, let's go to this one. A tree is also strong in dry times. I'm just talking about you this morning. Somebody's still trying to figure you out. A tree is strong in dry times. Listen, man and woman of God, we don't always look good. We don't always look good. Mm -mm. No, y'all don't come see me, church. I'm in the hospital. Just pray for me. Why don't you want us to come see you, brother? Why don't you want us to come visit you, sister? Because I don't look good right now. I don't have my hair on that y'all recognize. I don't have all the things in my mouth that y'all recognize right now. Uh, my, my feet ashy. My, my, I got toenails y'all never thought about it. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking a mess. In other words, I'm in, winter, I'm in winter time right now. But we just saw you a couple of months ago. That's when I was in summer. I was driving my car. I had my hair dead. I, I, I had gotten my teeth whitened and braces and I, you know, and, and I had get, been getting my feet manicured. But, but the season changed, Reverend. The season changed. And I don't look good right now. Some of you right now are thinking that God has given up on you. He has not. You're just in your winter season. <clears throat> and it's okay to realize I don't look good right now. Did that insult anybody or did that bless you? That just blessed you because God is letting you know that sometimes there are times when we as believers, we don't look good. But mark this, in the drought of summer, here's something else you need to understand. You never, when everything around is dying in summertime, your, your season, everything, the ground, if you notice the tree, everything is burnt ground and brown, and, and, but, but you, the tree is still green. I said the ground is burned, the grass is burned, but the tree. Because there are times when you don't look good, but when everything else looks bad, somebody's trying to figure out why haven't we watered the grass and the grass is dead, but we have not watered the tree and it's still green. Because the tree has what? A root system that's connected to another water source. Let me tell you something about the trees in your yard. They are not connected to the city. See, the, the, uh, huh? the, okay, the, 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 the trees in your yard are not connected to the city. There are little bitty roots that go down where moisture is. The city has nothing to do with that. 
if they shut your water off, you notice your trees keep growing. Okay, let me just break it down then, put it 2021. Your blessing is not connected to FEMA. Come get this, somebody. This, come here, come here. See, see, put it off. See, FEMA is just how God got it to you. So you don't wake up in the morning and go, thank you, FEMA, thank you, FEMA, thank you. You say who? Thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Why? Because I was looking a mess. <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying to talk fast, but... But somebody's going to believe this word. Somebody came to church to have a good time, but somebody came to get some strength to carry on. God has tapped into you into and I into the life source of the Holy Spirit. And when other people around us are withering, they're quitting, their heads are dropped. He has a hidden Water source inside of you. Boy, imagine if people could come in and take away your Holy Spirit. That would do it. That would do it, wouldn't it? But it's hidden. Nobody knows when God is pouring into you. And nobody knows that when you decided it was over, God said, oh, not yet. No, no, you're tired, but it's not over. Is that all right? Let's go and see what else the tree is like. Is everybody still with me? The question is, how are you still standing? Another thing about a tree is that a tree stands out <clears throat> as a landmark. Every time we do a funeral or go to a cemetery, people usually want mom, dad, cousin, the children buried near something that they can see as a landmark. Can we, can we get the burial space right by that tree? Why? Because they know if they change everything out there, ain't nobody, and that's not good language, but ain't nobody going to mess with them trees. Look at the person next to you. Look at them. Just look. You don't have to touch them. Social distance with your eyes. Do, 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 do. You see that person next to you? If that person is a child of God, ain't nobody going to mess with them. Now, let me tell you, you, you might get climbed on. You might get kicked on. People might nail you. You know, they put posters on trees. You've seen the stuff we do to trees. Nail on them, put swings on them, kick on them. You know, they try to chop them down, chop off a branch, all that stuff. But the tree, you're a landmark. When people come to church, some of you, you're landmarks. When they come back to church, they're looking for you. Where is that lady? They never knew your name, but they just know you're always there. Where's that man? I don't know his name, but he's always there. Where are those kids? You know, they, 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 I, I don't know. It's been a long time. They grew up. You don't recognize them, but they're always there. You're a landmark. God has placed you where you are so that when somebody comes back, they'll know they're in the right place. See, what you don't understand is every praise that comes out of your mouth. That's a landmark. Somebody knows you for that. It gets on folks' nerves. But if they ever came and you weren't spinning, somebody would say, what happened? 
Why? Because your praise is a landmark. And some of you are just seat rockers. All you do is rock in your seat. And that's all right. Somebody sitting behind you, five years been watching you rock. Why? Because your rock is a what? Landmark. Some of you, all you do is wave your hand. <laughs> you don't think it's much, but you've been so used to waving and now you polish your nails because your hand is a what? Some of you take a nap between the sermon. And when you wake up, you're hollering again. But your nap, in, you know everybody knows somebody in church that this is the way they listen. And so the way you listen is a what? But you're still here. And you're a tree. And a tree is a landmark. There is something that God has placed inside of you that makes you different. And sometimes people get discouraged because when they come back to church, they're just looking for that landmark. Satan is not trying to mess with you. He's trying to discourage them. Now, I don't mean for this to hurt what I'm about to ask, but is there anybody who's ever had to go or wanted to go or needed to go or goes often to the cemetery to visit a loved one? Does anybody ever look for a tree that they were buried by? When they, at first, that tree was kind of small. If you hadn't been a long time, it's like huge. But you say, I know she's buried by a tree. The roads have been paved. There have been new roads added, but they didn't fool with that. I need every tree in the house to just raise your hand for a minute. See, somebody's going, <laughs> no, you're not. You're a tree. All right now. All right now. That means that you stand out as a what? Landmark. You might not make it to church, but once or twice a year because of your job. But when you show up, somebody say, there is that landmark that's a landmark in our church every time somebody runs an aisle hey that's a landmark people might make fun of it but that's a landmark every time somebody hits a pulpit every time you walk in here the pulpit is a landmark if you came in here and didn't see this you would go wait a minute is that my church you look for landmarks I don't mean to put pressure on you but God said some of you are looking for extra stuff to do and you're not even doing what's necessary. What's necessary, God? He said, just show up. Somebody is just looking for you. In other words, what if somebody shows up in your space in church and they're not wearing your brand? Some of you are in business and you want to make sure that all of your customers carry your brand. But what if there's somebody representing your company that's not carrying your brand. That's why when children leave home and go outside, it's important to parents that they have good manners because that child is carrying the brand. When we say we're believers and somebody curses us and we curse them back out, that, that people, are, uh, they understand folk do that, but that's just like, wait a minute, baby, don't, don't leave the house. Don't do that outside the house because that's, 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 
confusing people with the brand. But God knows that all of us have these areas that we're going to fall in. But don't allow somebody to label you in an area that doesn't pertain to you. I got mine, you got yours, they have theirs. But give me mine. Don't give me somebody else's. Godly people rise. We're tall in society because you're a landmark. That's why God will have people knowing they didn't get elected because they got elected. They got elected because the landmark said you can come in and talk. When the world looks for change, they know exactly where to go to. And those of us that are trees, your life as a landmark is noticeable. It's compelling. It's noteworthy. They know you. You might be Deacon Lamb, but they don't know you as they know you as coach. Coach is a landmark. There are certain things that are landmarks. So I want to ask you real quick before I go to the next one. What makes you unique about being in church? If you didn't show up, what would be missing? Why are you still here, tree? You know why that tree is still there? You know why that tree is a landmark? Because it was planted. You're not a landmark because you were invited. You're a landmark because you got in there and waited long enough to spread your roots. Is this making any sense? Is it, y'all? So that brings me to the next point. A tree is unmoved by storm. We just came through a real tough season. And as you drove up today from your neighborhoods, you notice a lot of trees. They all look a mess. This might even be the horrible time to sell a house. Because if the neighbors drive by now wanting to buy that house, the yard is a mess because there's no beauty. The trees look a mess. But what somebody doesn't realize is that it was not moved by storms. I don't know how many of you right now are realizing this, but we just came through several storms last year. And like a tree, that man or woman of God is shaken at times by the winds of life. Life shakers. Now, I just want y'all to just do something with me right quick. I'm trying to get up out of here. Okay, 15 minutes. Okay, listen, listen. Everybody, can we like together go through the same storm for just a minute? Can we? Uh, okay, you can socially distance, wake up the person next to you. I don't know if you blow on them through the mask or whatever. They are, but I, no, nobody's asleep. I'm just being silly. All right, so watch me orchestrate this storm. Ready? Where you are. Here we go. Okay. All right, I'll go slower. Amen. Because I know some people told me they got vertigo, and I don't want you to get up and start doing nothing. Okay. All right, here we go. Some people in the back not moving yet. I'm trying to wait till this storm affect everybody. People in the back always act like I can't see them. I see you. No, none participating self. You're going to try to throw me off doing this. That is not what we're doing. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. You know you won't get this when you came to church anyway. Amen. Now, if you at church this morning and you high, just do what you can do, okay? Because folk can, you, you, I understand. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, come on. Come on, keep up. Keep up now. Okay, now, now, now put your hands down. Just do your body. You know, she's trying to act like me. Ready? Come on, y'all. Come on. Now, okay, 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 okay. Wait, wait. So did everybody go through that together? Yes. How many of you got up and moved? 
Why? Because you planted in that seed. This didn't move you. It may have made you feel uncomfortable. It felt kind of weird. But you're still there. That's the tree. I don't know which lesson you're going to take home this morning. But you have to understand, a tree is unmoved by storms. It's going to stay there. It's going to get rough sometimes. Difficulties might leave you rocking. You might lose a few friends. You might break a few limbs. But you're never going to be uprooted and never going to be moved. Why? Because you are deeply, man or woman of God, you're deeply rooted by the grace of God. And when you're rooted by the grace of God, look, look, I'm sorry. I got to keep walking you through stuff. So just take your hands and do like that. See, that's, that's, that's balance. That's what gives you this right here. I'm just going to use this. This gives you longevity. Now, some of y'all are not doing this. You're like here. No, I really want you to walk through this with me. Okay, we came out of this and we just did this. Now, what would help is if you had something to hold on to, y'all, you're doing this, then you really wouldn't worry about it, right? That's longevity. When you go through these storms in life, it gives you longevity. That's why you ought to be glad when you make 60. You ought to be glad when you made 40. You ought to quit trying to act, act like you're still in your 20s. You ain't got nothing about you that's 20. Even your driver's license people say, uh-uh, come on back, mm-mm. Mm-mm, that's about as much as you're going to get out of those five years. Come on back. We need to take another picture because you have changed. The picture changed. But you stayed the same. Situations changed. But you're the same person. And after other people have been moved off by this and by that, you, the tree, still stand. I'm going to ask you a question. When I do this, I want you out loud to say, where else would I be? Okay, that's your answer. That's your answer. What is your answer? Okay, here's the question, and you're going to answer. Are you still at Ibot? Hold on. Are you still a believer? Are you still a Christian? See, you might need to get that straight today. Because everybody, everywhere, in every phase of life, I'm sorry, but I'm honored to tell you, they're hit by storms. They're hit by storms. They're hit by storms. And sometimes people are hit by storms on your watch. God has prepared you to strengthen them. You're strong and you're stable. You're a pillar to your community because you're not overtaken by the temptation. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. You're not overtaken by the temptation to pick up and move to another state because there's adversity where you are. Well, I just move somewhere else and restart and relocate. You know why people look up to you? Because through many dangers, toils, and snares, 
You've already come. You know it was longevity, grace that brought you. And you know if you're going to last, grace is going to lead you on. And you are strong as a person that is not moved by storms because you all, we all have options to say, I'm out of here. But they respect you because you did have a choice to run. Start over again. Go somewhere where they don't know your name. Go somewhere where you don't have to be shamed. Go somewhere where you can get a fresh start. Or get up tomorrow and thank God that they can see what it means to stand. Right? Right? It's going to surprise somebody that you're still here. And I don't mean here just in this building, this church. I mean that you're still surviving. They did everything they could. The enemy has tried almost every trick in the book. And anybody else would be done. But you are here because you are like a tree. Everybody didn't get it. You're like a tree. You're like a tree. You're like a tree. And when God plants something, he supplies all your needs. And if you need peace, he'll supply it. You might not feel that this morning. You might feel like, Pastor, I'm at the end of my rope. But at the end of a rope is another supply. Pastor, I quit. God said, good, but it's not over. You quit in the middle of a boxing match if you want to. I quit. Pop! You're going to still get hit. Because you say you quit does not stop the enemy from stepping on you. You better quit with your hands up. Why? Because it's not over yet. And in between rounds, you don't get out and go home. You stay in that ring. Because that's where you get your instructions. Thank you this morning, church, for staying in the ring. Thank you this morning for being rooted. Thank you this morning for showing somebody's church and somebody's ministry uh, how you go through storms. And guess what? There's another one on the forecast. But this time you'll say, honey, please. I've been through that. Got scars to show for it. To all of you that are mothers and fathers in here, I pray the peace of God on your life. To all of you who have to deal with people on an everyday basis, I pray the peace of God on your life. To all of you who have to go through this and that, I pray God's blessings on you. To all of you who have got to answer the folk that don't pay your bills, I pray God's grace on you. To all of you who have got to explain to somebody that really don't care, I pray joy in your life. Don't nobody know what you've gone through. And they don't know the scars that you have. Tree. I'm talking about you, Tree. You did a good job. You stood the test. And somebody here is saying, Lord, I'm, <laughs> I got to quit. I got to quit. Lord, I'm beat up. Lord, I'm hurt. 
Lord, I'm disgusted. Lord, I'm broken. But I'm still here. <laughs> I'm everything somebody said I was. But I'm yours, God. I'm yours, God. I'm still yours. I'm still yours. I'm still yours. I'm wounded. I'm busted and disgusted. But I'm still yours. I don't run as fast as I used to. But I'm still yours, God. Yeah. Is somebody here able to say, God, I'm yours? It's time to go home. Blessings to you, Landmark. When Jesus walked and after they closed the tomb, he got up and went back to the disciples and Peter said, one of them, Simon said, Thomas said, Lord, I won't believe it's you until I see the nails in your hand where the nails were. Some folk are just looking for the mark that you got hit. Go ahead and show them, y'all. That's your trophy. That's a trophy. That's a trophy. That means they hit, <laughs> they landed. I even went down for a while. But after three days, <laughs> I shook it off. Anybody here feel like shaking it off? I want to take about 30 seconds and I want y'all to give me just a shake it off phrase. One, two, three, four, shake it off. Hey, 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 hey. That's what it, you got to practice what you're going to do. If you're still standing, if you're still standing, and I don't know how many of you know how to dance. I don't know how you feel right now, but if you can just raise your hand. See, that's the branch. Raise another branch. And as the wind of life goes through you, Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. Yeah. I made it back. I made it back to church. I'm still on the Lord's side. We're going to finish those notes tomorrow night. Y'all sit down. I Thank you so much for. We just. A tree. Hey. Hey, that's your time now. That's your time. Yeah, I put in mine. Now that's your time. 
I want to be led by the Lord. Somebody online, you you still with us. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. You might be one of those people that say, what was all of that? It's, I can't explain it. It's, uh, it's kind of like going to a party that you're not invited to. You don't understand the genre of that music right there, you know. But we're not ashamed to thank God for what has happened in our lives. Just some of this stuff. Repeat these words after me. If you're online right now, you're listening, and you may want to say, I want to, I want to, I, I didn't know Pastor Rush. I didn't know I was a tree. I just thought I was a hellraiser. I thought I just had a terrible life. I didn't realize I was planted in a place. Watch this. I'm trying to shut up, y'all. I promise I am. Holy Spirit's talking to somebody right now, though. You don't realize you were planted in a place where the storm was going to pass. You think you're going through it because you're in the wrong place. Mm. You're in it because you're in the right place. If, if what you're going through had happened anywhere else, you'd be past suicide watch. Isn't it amazing how... What you thought was going to kill you strengthened you and somebody else. So, so, so if you want to give the Lord your life right now, I'm going to say these words. And I'm going to have everybody else to pray a different prayer. But if you want to give the Lord your life, wherever you are, you're driving in a car, sitting in a hospital, sitting in a hotel, out of town, sitting around watching service. And, and you got to ask why you're still here. Maybe you can't answer that because maybe you're not sure if you died right now, you'd go to heaven. But if you want to be sure that if you died right now, tomorrow, you'd go to heaven. Listen to me. I got out of a meeting last night where, and it's Saturday night, coming up here meeting Brother Clifton, we're trying to get flowers there. Because I just, some things I just like to do, just God. Keep me humble. I want to do stuff like that. And then we discovered in a meeting last night that now the government, FEMA, is going to start in April paying for everybody's death that died from COVID. That ain't never happened before. But I wonder if somebody knew. Y'all missed that. I just, I just said that. One day if somebody knew. Somebody offered to pay for whole funeral services. Unless somebody knows. Uh-oh. Maybe we could have given a warning that we missed. So we got to be liable. I don't want you to stand before God. I don't care who you are and say, God, I just never got told that I needed to accept you. 
but we know that. So if, if you're not sure you would be with God if you die right now, just repeat these words. You don't have to close your eyes if you're driving. You don't want to see him today. Keep your eyes open and say this. You know. But just say these words. Say, Lord, I heard your word today. Your man of God went straight from the scripture. I can't argue it. He made it simple. And I want to be planted by you. I'm giving you my life. And if you will have me, Lord, I surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, that's your prayer. That's your acceptance ticket. That's it. Now, hey, you're going to need somewhere to constantly be fed. That tree that's planted is in a place where it's constantly fed. Fertilization, water. That's why we do church. You know, it's been proven. I know people say, well, you can go and love Jesus without being in church. What you didn't tell them is that if I don't make it to the building, I still have roots to get where the word is coming from. And that's still coming from here. Don't listen to the ungodly counsel, man. People are giving us all kind of advice now because they know we're hungry. And when you're hungry, you eat anything. I was hungry at church one day. I don't eat zucchini. I don't. Zucchini is not from the Lord. To me. But I was so hungry one day, Sister Campbell fixed some zucchini. But she put it in something that looked like a muffin, Brother Major. And she gave me a muffin that was made out of zucchini. And I ate it. Because it looked like a banana nut bread muffin. And I even said it was pretty good. But it was always zucchini. That's the same thing Eve did to Adam, ain't it? No, I'm just missing. <laughs> no, now, now that I think about it, no. But we'll get all kind of counsel. We just need to know. Now every time she comes around with a muffin, I go, that's not zucchini. No, I promise, I promise, 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 promise. I feel like somebody needs to pray this prayer. God, I, I, I just wrote this prayer down the other day, and God said, I want you to speak it. Repeat after me, everybody. Say, Heavenly Father. I come to you in Jesus' name. And I ask you to come into my life totally. Set me free from anything that's causing me to hate. It's causing me to be divided. I want to be free right now so I can serve you in the power and the authority that you placed in my life. I promise from this day forward that I will love you, that I will worship you, and that I will serve you. I commit myself right now, Lord, to be a faithful witness for you. 
I'm going to tell people about you. I'm going to give them the invitation. I'm going to recognize that when I'm invited somewhere else, you sent me there to bring you in the place. In Jesus' name, I thank you that I am a witness. And thank you for the privilege of serving you and seeing lives changed by your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being saved today. Thank you for those of you that prayed that prayer. We're on a course now. And what this course is now, now this course is, can we bring someone else to the Lord? This time we're going to, I, I don't want to apologize, but I kind of want to, but, but I just, God took you on a step further than he did the last service. And tomorrow night is Monday school. I don't. I'm going to ask you that if you want to, some of you, your work schedules have changed, your lifestyles have changed in a year. It used to be easy to come to Monday school. Now it may be a bit of a stretch because of other things. Okay, I get it. I get it. But please don't miss being online. And don't stop telling people about it because they say, I don't want to go to that church. Or I don't want to hear that word. Or I don't want to go. They don't deserve to be ignored. Because they don't understand why you're still standing. But if you stand, I promise you, people who never thought they would make their way back to church will come because they'll see you're still standing. Somebody admires you for just that. It's not your cooking. It's not your good looks. It's not all that stuff you think. It's your stand. If you would like to give today, we have a, QR code that we're going to start using. Some of you have already registered for Givelify and we're going to have um, practice probably with it tomorrow night with our ushers and other services before Easter. Little code you just put a picture over your phone there because now you know being extremely motivated by sanitation and being all of that stuff we're going to make sure that we are able to give so that as we give we'll be able to uh, to receive I don't know how many of you could put that on. If you pointed your phone to it right now, I don't know in the pulpit if that will, if that's a, I know it's our model, but I don't know if it'll work, but that's what you're going to start seeing. And so we want to make sure that you are, if you want to pick your phone there and just point to it, what it's going to do is pull up your, your, uh, it's just going to immediately go to where it gives. And you might have to put your information there again, but we'll, it does work. I just know that we may have to do it on a, a bigger scale. I don't know what kind of phone you have. If you have a Metro, it probably won't do that. It, you know, I don't know the difference, so I hope I didn't insult anybody. I don't know. I don't know. You're doing good? Ms. Johnson, you're doing great. All right. So let's continue to give. Let's continue to give. Set it. Reset it. Set it. And, and just every day, we're going to now start going into another challenge. I told you that before. But it's not going to be a challenge necessarily about money. We're going to give on that challenge. But we're going to go into a challenge where we're going to learn how to witness and give God some souls. What if the storm came and hit the neighborhood so that the neighborhood of the body of Christ would look ugly from now on because we're afraid to ask people to come in? All right, so we're going to give. If you want to give text to give, you can do that. Some of you want to drive by the church before 2 o'clock um, and just drive by Conquer Hillside, drop your offerings in the baskets. Our deacons are there. They're just every Sunday. They're just waiting. Some of you just like to drive by. You want to just drive by. I want to just go by and look at the landmark. I'm going to go look at my church. I'm going to look at where I received. Look at where I heard the word of God. I'm not, 
in there yet, but I just want to pass by it and just remind myself. Every time I turn that corner hitting Wheatland Road, I just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I walk in and see all of you. See, I'm not concerned about how long your dress is or how tight your pants are. That's a blessing if they're tight. I can't do it. I try skinny leg jeans. They make my pressure go up. Amen. I need, I need, you know, I need, my ankles need to breathe. I'm going to tell you something. I found out about the most skinny leg bridges, though, too. You get in them, but you can't get out of them. You got to do all kind of tricks to take them little, how y'all do that? I need to, we need a manual. I don't have to tear mine up the side. Amen. I don't know. Every time I look, I'm just like, how are they going to get out? But aren't we glad to be in a place where we can have joy and laugh and hear each other? All right. Let's pray of our offering. And the brothers are going to, you notice the aisles in between you. We're going to do a sample of where it is. You can drop your offerings in there. You can give online. And, boy, there's a red basket that's been there. And um, that used to be, um, I forgot what we call it, pastoral support. And if you want to say thank you for this word today, Pastor Rush, I sure will accept it and thank Jesus. Amen. If not, you just touch that basket and say, Lord, let us keep going. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, we've had a lot of fun today. Thank you for this opportunity to give. We're still standing. In Jesus' name, amen. Pass those baskets on down. Now listen, listen. We have Monday school. Tonight we have uh, Dream Church. Dream Church is located in the restaurant. So, you know, it's a small panel. We don't have people necessarily in there. But tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, if you would please come to church. Uh, come to church. I asked the ushers to slow the walk down, go and get an offering this Sunday. Last week they came through like they knew y'all weren't going to give nothing. They were jogging. And so we just asked them to at least slow <laughs> Slow it down a little bit, like somebody going to dig in the purse and get an old peppermint or anything. All right. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your longevity with IBOC. Can you please right now just give the man of God a hand for just serving? Isn't that wonderful, y'all? All right. We have the ushers giving you gloves because I want you to make sure that you're always secure with whatever you touch around you. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit leads, not just some fashionable thing we do here. I may say, let's stand right now and start praying. And I just might do that. If that makes you uncomfortable, if I ever do that, then you don't do it. I understand. It's, it's not a test of your faith. It's a move of God. And we'll have those gloves. And if you touch someone, we just take them off and we throw them in trash. But, but I just know right now God is saying, Ricky, we need to. We need to start binding and loosing. We're allowing too many things to just come in our minds, come in our heads, and we just take it, and you want the pastor to solve it, and you, you, and you want the church people to fix it. And God is just telling you, you release it. You have the power and authority to release that stuff. You flush it. Okay? All right. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this Sunday morning. This was great. Now, God, we know tomorrow night you're going to talk to us some more about this tree, and we're ready. We're ready, Lord. We're going to come loaded tomorrow, though, because we, we now understand how we can explain to people why we're so strong. And we understand how we've been rooted in you. 
And I thank you so much for everyone's safety as they return on home. In Jesus' name, amen. Deacon Charles, did you, as we, I need to, excuse me for a second. Oh, that's my stuff. Now, I got, you know, I, oh, oh, oh. We're going to go off the air now. God bless y'all. It's Pastor Rush. See you tomorrow at Monday School. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. Thank you.